Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. I do podcast episode 47. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. Hello, everyone. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Cynthia James. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Nice to hear your voice. (laughs) Great to have you on the show today. Oh, it's great to be here. Cynthia James is a transformational specialist guiding people as they make changes for lasting healing in their lives. As a speaker, coach, performing artist, and multiple award-winning author of What Will Set You Free and Revealing Your Extraordinary Essence, Cynthia has coached and supported thousands of people worldwide into vibrant living. Cynthia has completed a master's degree in consciousness studies from the Holmes Institute and a master's in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, uh, I've been doing this work for over 30 years, and I... I've done a lot of work with people who um, have come to me as a, a coach or a, a counselor and seeking love. And what, but what, what's underneath it is unhealed things that haven't supported them in being conscious in their lives and selecting um, or attracting mates that will, will support them. So I'm really interested in relationships because it's been a, um, a journey for me. I came from an abusive childhood and my choices were always, um, hooked into that old environment and those old patterns. And so healing it for myself was a journey. And now I've been uh, with my husband for 19 years, and it's really been an incredible journey of healing, discovering myself, and standing in my own power, and then attracting the partner that reflected that back to me. Well, our topic today is one that's very interesting to me and Sarah as well. And it's what is the difference between men and women in their brains. And we're going to jump right in. And are men and women really different in their brains? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of research um, that um, that men really are, are um, structured in a way that is more compartmentalized, more linear, um, task-oriented. And women, are their brains are, are formatted for relations, relation so they're relational and they're they're connecting to um, people is more important than getting the task done even though you know women can multitask in, in a in a pretty extraordinary way. Um, one of the things that they're looking at in business right now is that they can actually see through the studies where women are are uh, accelerating in their success rate in business because of their relational brains. Wow. Yeah, and and it's so important to understand this because in a relationship, we're trying to communicate and understand each other. And if there's a fundamental difference in our, really our biology and and how how we're operating uh, mentally, then uh, it's important to recognize that and try to uh, move forward with that understanding. Right, and there, you know, there there's this thing about uh, women. In order to feel safe and connected, you know, need this chemical oxytocin. And men, in order to feel safe and communicative, need higher levels of testosterone. And um, it was really interesting because we, we did our um, Bridging the Gender Gap um, um, teleseries recently, and John Gray was talking about the fact that when women say to men, 
you know, tell me how you're feeling. Let's talk this through. Their testosterone levels actually go down. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> Interesting, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, so really, for, for women, it's important to know that it's really about asking the, the masculine, the, the male uh, person, um, you know, um, what's happening with you? What are you thinking about that? You know, so that it gets them to, into the more thinking level than into the feeling. It's harder for them to drop into that place, which is where we live naturally. Well, that's probably what can cause a lot of issues within a relationship is that one person expects the other partner to act a certain way because that's how they would act. And a lot of the times it's completely different because men and women can think so differently. Well, absolutely. You know, it's like I I remember saying to my husband at one time, you know, I don't have this challenge with my girlfriend, you know, and he's looking at me like I'm crazy, like, well, because I'm not a girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say the masculine and the feminine traits, you know, um, you know, are are operating um, in all of us, you know, and and um, in, for instance, in um, um, gay and lesbian relationships, they're having some of the same issues based on where their chemical levels are based on where their brains are wired. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and so we have the the physiology, but then you're also bringing in the social aspect of maybe these preconceived ideas of the gender roles in a relationship. So that's certainly coming into play too. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting because we both, we, we all have the masculine and the feminine but, you know, there's been all this, this um, research about, you know, women in business who've, who've taken on these more masculine traits because the belief is that this is how you become successful. And so they sort of put aside the natural state of being, their, their feminine way of being, their, their relational way of being. And, and so I think what we're looking at in our culture right now is people trying to find their way back to the balance. Yeah, and the balance... It- can be good, but sometimes our culture projects unrealistic, maybe expectations of those gender roles. And it's important to maybe understand that and realize that an example could be, well, women, even though in one of the studies that I read, it did, it did say this, but that women talk more and that a a male in a, in a relationship might say, well, all you want to do is talk. And it's just, I think it's just important to understand those yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing, you know, um, in a general scope, women process through talking, and men don't. And so trying to get men to process with us, you know, through, through conversation, you know, it, it, it just sets it up for failure. And, and what are the ways that, that men process through that? Um, they analyze. They want to know where it fits. They want to know how to fix it. What's the solution? Which is why, you know, a woman will come and say, uh, I'm having this experience, and the next thing the guy is trying to tell her how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to hear me. And he's like clueless. <laughs> so sometimes the best thing that the guys can do in a relationship is just to listen and not try to fix it. Exactly. And I think it's, it's important for, for women to tell men, okay, I, I want to share something with you. I don't need you to fix it. I just want to kind of, you know, 
um, put it out there so that I can process it for myself. And, and if you could just listen to me, that would be so great. That would be so helpful. And that's been, those things have actually been shown in brain studies and brain scans that that's how we are physically processing these emotions and conflicts? Yes. Yes. And, 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 and here's the thing. Um, I never could understand why I would be telling my husband something and he's like giving me four ways in which I can solve it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, wait a minute. That that you know that doesn't feel good. It feels like you're not hearing me. And he's like, no, I'm hearing you. I'm just telling you what to do to to make it better. <laughs> because because men really want to take care of us. They really want to nurture us. They really want to support us. And uh, and we have to get them to understand how we process, and then we have to understand how they process. They're not going to be doing it the same way that we're doing it. And so, you know, in the 19 years with my husband, we have really worked hard to find ways to honor and respect each other, to understand the ways in which we communicate and and um, support each other in, in the ways that we need to be heard, you know, our love language. Yeah, I really think it, it comes down to respect because everybody is different and you have to realize that not everybody's going to process the same way that you are. But if you respect that person, it will help resolve or help a lot of issues from starting in the beginning. Right. Well, and you know, if you really think about it, you know, the, the masculine energy, you know, is the productive, the protector, the, the hunter gatherer. So their whole natural being is to keep it safe, you know, uh, you know, keep the environment, keep, keep the family supported, you know, um, and, and, and ours is a nurturing, caregiving, relational kind of way of being. And I think if you understand that, you know, uh, one time I remember having quite an interesting ex- uh, exchange with my husband, and then all of a sudden he said, you know, I just want to consider you. I, I just want to take care of you. And it was just such a, a light bulb that went off because it was like, oh, so this is the way he takes care of me. <laughs> and he's not understanding that that's not what I need in the moment. But his whole intention is to love and nurture me. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so interesting and so important to be aware of this. I guess uh, it's almost a miracle that we get along <laughs> in the end because <laughs> we are uh, biologically wired differently. And that's why... It, it is so important, and a lot of the times that we talk to people on on our show, it's things come down to communication, and certainly that's about learning to communicate better. But we're coming from a place that every every individual has their own perspective, and then when you take a perspective that's biologically different, it's going to be even even more from the other direction. So it's, it's just, it's very interesting how at the end of the day, hopefully most of us are able to, to come together and, and move forward in a positive direction. Well, yeah, and I think it's really, um, you know, one of the things I work with my clients on is listening with your heart, not so much your head. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when the person is speaking, you know, re- if you listen with your heart, there's something underneath you know, I'm scared, um, I want support, I, I, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to succeed. There's something else under there. And I think if we can start to listen to each other with our hearts 
and with the loving that brought us together in the first place, then all of a sudden the communication becomes easier because then I get to mirror back to you. Oh, so I heard you say so-and-so-and-so, right, right. Or the person will say, no, what I meant was this, and it's like, oh. So you start to really um, inquire what the other person is really saying and what they're really needing in that moment. A lot of the time, not addressing the expectations of what you have in a relationship can cause frustration and blame and unhealthy relationships. Do you have any advice for our listeners to address those expectations with their spouse or partner so that they don't come across these burdens and these issues in the relationship? Well, I think we got to talk about this stuff before we sort of hop into bed with each other. You know, because we have attraction and we, we're, we're like, you know, the chemistry and, you know, and, and when we start to, to develop, if we want to go deeper, it's like, it's like, well, what is it that you really, what do you expect in relationship? How did you grow up? You know, because a lot of times how we grew up kind of filters into the relationship, you know, um, there was this old, um, Robert DeMondero movie with Michelle, uh, Pfeiffer and they were having a fight and it's the camera grew back, pulled back, their parents were in the bed with them, right, (laughs) symbolically. So it's like like we're bringing that stuff with us. So to really talk about, you know, well, you know, what what makes me feel loved in a a relationship is this, and this is what I need in order to feel loved. And and, and so I have an expectation that I'm going to have that in relationship. And then the other person gets to say, well, it's different for me because it's this, that, and the other, but I can give you this, and I require this. So you start really opening up the dialogue, and it's a scary place because we're afraid to do it because if we, if we open up that uh, vulnerable, in that vulnerable way, it can scare the other person. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to lose them, and then we bump up against it later. Yeah, I think uh, I want to go back to your exercise and and listening from the heart. It's so interesting because when we do take in to account that we are biologically wired differently, it seems like listening from the heart says, "Okay, recognize that, but put that aside and and don't don't bring in your hard wiring because a male's first reaction may be, "I just want to take care of you." That's evolutionarily ingrained in us, but when you when you listen from the heart, you put that aside and you you sort of rise above that, or recognize it, and then and then listen from a different place. Well, ab- absolutely, and, and I think that that when you're in that place and you are actually, you know, really what it is is you're slowing down to listen with the heart. You have to slow down and be completely present with that person, and and enter into the reflective dialogue. Uh, of of what you're hearing, what you're understanding. Is that what they're saying? Is, is that what they need to be understood? And then that opens up this closeness because there's this authenticity that happens where both people are committed to being present. It's such great information, and I know Sarah and I really are going to be able to use this, and I hope our listeners uh, can as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, relationship is... Um, it happens everywhere, and it, you know whether it's in family, in your love life, in your work life. And I think that really um, practicing being completely present and willing to listen to another person, walls come down. Well, great. Well, thank you for that. That's such great advice that I know we'll be able to use in our relationship, and hopefully our listeners out there will as well. 
Well, absolutely. I, I mean, that's, that's why I do this work, so I'm happy to support. Well, thank you. What do you find is the most common reason couples struggle in their relationship? Um, they don't talk. They, um, um, they assume things without having a conversation. And they respond from the past as opposed to being in the present. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Great. All right. Well, my question has to do with really all the information we just spoke about and and why it's important. And if you could just give maybe one tip as to why it's important to understand that men and women's brains are so different, what would you say to listeners out there so they could just implement that in their relationship? I would say that um, look at the person across from you and understand that their needs are different than yours and that and that they operate differently. And then you move into a inquiry. You know, what do you need? You know, what what's happening for you right now? And then and then I want to say to to um, also move into appreciation. Because one of the things that we don't do is that we, we look for what's wrong as opposed to appreciating all the amazing things that that um, your partner gives. My, hus- my, my husband and I have for um, um, 15 years done appreciations before we go to bed at night. That's nice. Yeah, we try to do that as well sometimes. We've had a couple experts say that to say three things that you're thankful for before you go to bed, and it's, it's really a nice way to end the night. Yes. Right. And for us, you know, even when we've had, you know, upsets going on in the relationship, to do that before we go to bed opens up a space uh, of heart. Well, my question is coming from my experience as an anthropology major in school. And so the the evolutionary differences in the brains that we've, we've talked about between men and women is so interesting to me. So... Can you just break it down for our listeners of, and you touched on it a little bit already, but evolutionarily, why men and women, you know, women are nurturing and men are more doing spatial tasks? Well, because they've they've always been the protectors, the warriors, the hunter-gatherers, you know, I mean, um, men have always, you know, through evolution have always been about the task and the taking care of and, and um, going out and um, um, hunting and bringing the food back. And the women have always been the ones that have taken care of the tribe and the children and the nurturing. I mean, even if you if you look back um, in different um, um, tribal ways of being, you'll see that that's always been the way that it's been. So uh, I, I think that, that what we're seeing today is you know, we've advanced technologically, we've advanced in, in terms of what women are doing in the world and how men are operating in the world, and those things are still there. And if we understand that, and we understand that about each other, then we communicate in a different way, and, and we honor each other, and we listen to each other in a different way. Yeah, it's so interesting, and in, in, like you just mentioned, we've, we've spent millions of years developing these gender roles of the women are generally taking care of the the children and the men are doing more of the the spatial tasks and but now because of the 
the technological advancements, we don't have to go out and hunt and gather food for hours during the day while the, while the female sits at home. But evolutionarily, our brains have not completely evolved to not be how we were for millions of years. So it, it's, it's just so interesting. Well, it really is. And here's the other thing, too, you know, uh, encoded in the feminine is this really high intuitive way of being, which is why mothers will say something just happened to my kid, even though they didn't know something just happened. I mean, they're so in tune that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that part of what we're being called to today is for women to really uh, advance in that level of opening their intuition and and um, their relational way of being and men really standing in, in what they're great at, and then we understand that we become a whole brain. Do you think that as we evolve in, in our gender roles, so women aren't aren't doing the typical staying at home, raising the kids, a lot of women were finding careers, we're raising kids, we're, the gender roles are changing a little bit. Do you think that will change the way our brains work a little bit in that men and women will start to maybe interchange their typical way of thinking? You know, I, I don't... Well, I want to answer that in, in two ways. I think that we are wired in a certain way with the masculine and the feminine. But I, but I do want to say this. There's all this research that has gone on, um, um, and, and I use this in my practice, that you can change neural paths, and you can change the ways in which you think and process um, to, to, to more healthy ways of being. But I don't think you can change the neural path of your innate nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Cynthia, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I'm ready. (laughs) What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Um appreciate your mate by telling them and acknowledging something that they've done today that they might not have even noticed that you saw. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? I love Conscious Loving uh, by Gay and Kathleen Hendricks. Well, great. Well, thank you. That book will be mentioned on your show notes page at idopodcast.com and our listeners know to go there to find your show notes and your awesome recommendations. Well, thank you so much. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? Yeah. um, What I would say is sit down and create a wealth contract, an agreement to be wealthy together. I would say sit down and, and really get clear about what you need to feel loved and supported and, and and I would sit down and talk about and get clear about what happens when you're in upset and what what do you need to be able to process it in a way that's healthy. And by wealth contract, that doesn't just mean financially, right? That means wealth within your your spirituality, the way you look at life, your relationship, right? Absolutely. And it and it and it it's like it's agreeing, like, uh, you know, in our wealth contract that we did, we agreed not to use credit cards as a source of income. We, we uh, agreed to talk about um, um, how we wanted to build together in terms of, uh, of our life together. So it was, it was, 
it was uh, in our spiritual truth, and it was in our um, uh, intimate truth, but it was also in the physical world. How do we pay bills? How do we how do we do this to agree to be in a place of of wealth in our lives? I love that, and that's great advice for us being newlyweds. But I think, or, or sorry, <laughs> new, engaged yes. couple, um, <laughs> but <laughs> almost, but. Uh, I think he's already feeling married. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've been married, but I don't think anything's going to change. But uh, anyways, uh, but for people that have been married for 10, 15 years, if this is something you've never done, I think it, it's a, it could be a very valuable exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Love, honor, and care for yourself first and then bring that to the relationship. Yep, loving yourself before you can love others. It's so important. Absolutely. Well, we have really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, You can find me at uh, www.cynthiajames.net. And thank you so much. I'm so honored to have been here. Where our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thank you so much for your generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. My pleasure. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com.